Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 15th of July, and our market is well up today on the back of Wall Street, up 557 points, up 2.13%. NASDAQ only up 0.94%. There's a fair bit of chatter about the too far, too fast rally in technology stocks. And certainly not last night, but the day before, we saw a bit of a rotation out of tech stocks into more traditional sectors. And it's sort of continuing today with the tech sector underperforming the rest of the market. In our market, We saw quite a big sell-off in the tech sector yesterday, though today it is doing absolutely fine. APT is up 5% this morning, and they actually have ticked a sell signal on the chart. But these overbought stocks, when they continue to trend upwards, constantly going up and down below and above 70, so they can trigger a heck of a lot of RSI sell signals. So don't take too much into that. APT, by the way, have also issued their share purchase plan letter to shareholders today. So you'll be getting details on how to apply for their shares under the share purchase plan. And the timetable is in the strategy piece today. Interesting little side note, the NASDAQ hasn't had a two day drop for two months and it avoided it yet again last night. Other quick events overnight in the US. The headline is Moderna phase one results show coronavirus vaccine safe induces immune response. And I think that's why the markets are flying and the futures on the Dow Jones are up over 200 points as I speak as well after the 500 point rise. So it looks like we're running on vaccine hopes at the moment and a not so fabulous start to the US results season with Citigroup down 3.93% on a loss. Wells Fargo down 4.6% after reporting a loss as well. And JP Morgan managed a 0.6% rise on their results. Those are the first of the big financial results out of the US. They did have a good run into those results, so perhaps not hitting best expectations, but not the best start to the results season, it has to be said. Okay, a few other quick observations overnight. There has been a bit of a rotation to value. Newswires are talking about it quite regularly now a rotation out of high-priced tech stocks into value sectors, which overnight included energy and materials, which is resources. Travel, Delta Airlines was down 2.65% overnight. They warned it will be more than two years before the industry sees a sustainable recovery from the staggering impact of the coronavirus pandemic, with demand largely tracking the curve of infections in different places. Not exactly what the travel, tourism, leisure and energy sectors want to hear. The CEO said, we are at a stall right now. And he noted that there was a pickup in leisure travel to Las Vegas, Florida and New York. York a couple of months ago, but that it's dropped off again thanks to a resurgence in infections. And they've cut their number of flights in August from 1,000 to 500. They're burning $27 million a day. They were burning $100 million a day. Anyway, the message is the travel trade is not about to come back anytime soon. Then we have a few of the regular headlines about deaths rising, record increases in deaths in Alabama, Florida, North Carolina. They've topped 135,000. The U.S. has the seventh highest deaths per capita as well. And four states with the highest case numbers in the U.S. account for 31% of their GDP, which is Florida, California, Texas, Georgia. Case numbers in the U.S. are rising over 60,000 a day at the moment. 46 out of 50 states saw cases rise last week. And interestingly, Trump has said that he may withhold federal funds or remove tax-exempt status if schools refuse to allow students to return. You really do wonder which side of the fence you have to drop here. Are we concerning ourselves too much with the virus? Because it is quite clear, great swathes of Americans just want to get back to normal 
and are completely ignoring it, including the president. What do you do about that in the stock market? Do we continue to worry about the virus or do we just go, virus be damned and let's go all in? Well, we're not going all in. We are slightly more concerned about the virus than it seems the average American at the moment. That may change, but for now, we continue to see a backdrop of negative headlines that at some point could get traction in the stock market. The charts of the number of deaths and the number of cases, particularly in the US, are in the strategy piece today. Another little factor is US-China relations seem to be deteriorating as Trump signs an order to end Hong Kong's preferential status with the US for oppressive actions against the people of Hong Kong. That won't won't endear him to the Chinese. And also, interestingly, the UK-China relations are deteriorating. Boris Johnson, probably under a bit of pressure from Trump, has ordered that all Huawei, I always get that wrong, Huawei equipment is to be purged completely from Britain's 5G network by the end of 2027. In other words, they've got to rip all their Huawei equipment out by 2027. And he's banned British telecoms operators from buying any 5G equipment from Huawei by year end. You can see me struggling with this pronunciation. (laughs) And has given them seven years to rip out the existing gear. Huawei is seen as a national security risk because it is beholden to the Chinese Communist Party. And according to a law introduced in 2017 by the Chinese, Chinese companies have an obligation to support and cooperate in China's national intelligence network. Now, a Chinese official has described the decisions as wrong, but very interesting that they see a genuine security risk in having Chinese telecommunications equipment in the country. And a couple of other quick things before we get to the strategy summary. Hamish Douglas got an article in the AFR today where he talks about his outlook for the market. Have a read of that. I've provided the link in the strategy piece today. One of the interesting comments there is that he says investors have become too confident that the Fed will always be there to backstop markets. And he's talking about the Fed being in capable of bailing out a multi-trillion dollar emerging market, Latin American market, which is where the real damage could occur. And he also talks about a confirmation bias is leading investors to seize on the positive scientific news they so badly want. And he says the generalists get very confident, but the closer you get to the scientists, the less confident you get. Anyway, we're flying on scientific hopes uh, today anyway. And Lastly, Fed speak. There are a whole load of federal governor comments at the moment. One talks about the need for economic support or we risk a depression. The downside risk is substantial, says another. Uh, A broad second wave of infections could prompt a second dip in activity that will reignite financial market volatility at a time of great vulnerability. Anyway, you can read some of those comments in the strategy piece. None of them are good, basically. None of them. Right, to the strategy summary today, which I am now putting at the top of the strategy piece because there are a few members are a bit time poor and they want it up there. So strong bounce today, but we're not convinced. Uh, We have possibly lost objectivity and should be buying the market. But against the backdrop of overwhelmingly negative news flow, we just logically can't. 
The market's running on vaccine news at the moment, and that is fairly fickle stuff. Other things, an interesting change of anatomy of sectors on the move in the US, a sign of rotation out of technology to value sectors. Interesting. Our market's still going sideways in general. Have a look at the chart in the strategy piece today. Interesting bounce in the energy sector overnight. It was up 3.6% in the US. We're going to keep an eye on the energy sector because there's just a chance that we could make some fairly quick money out of a sector resurrection at some point as we did in March. If the market did get the bit between the teeth on economic optimism and a recovery, then the energy sector is going to be a highly geared play on that idea. Otherwise, the technology sector, we're looking to get set again. We're hoping it sort of tips over. Sorry about that to everybody in technology stocks. Shouldn't really be negative. But we made such huge profits out of them from the low in March that we do look forward to a new low. We sold them in June 12, and we've missed the last couple of weeks of gains. So looking for an opportunity to get stuck in again. We are still in the market for some stocks that will give us dividends over the results season. There are quite a few of these, actually. They are a bit boring. You wouldn't put them in a growth portfolio. Some of them are a bit overbought, things like Telstra and Woolworths. But there are definitely some opportunities around. doesn't look like we'll be buying the banks until CBA's results are actually out. We don't want to take the risk over results. But there are some other stocks with dividends coming up that we can have a look at. We're in no rush. The resources sector is the opportunity that we've been talking about for a week now and we're missing the recent rally and they're doing a fairly good job today. They're both up 2.6 and 2.2% BHP and Rio. The iron ore price behaving itself. There is a Chinese GDP number tomorrow. If that's good, the sector could pop again. We're just waiting to see what happens there and we are waiting to see what happens to the Rio production numbers. But that's one reasonably safe sector that's looking reasonably cheap at the moment. I've put all the charts in the strategy piece today. FMG looking a little bit overbought. And that's about that for today. Now, just to keep you amused, after handling Renko charts yesterday, and if you didn't hear that or learn that, then there is a link in the strategy piece today to the article we wrote yesterday about Renko charts, which are quite fun and interesting. And today I have written a little bit about penance on charts. Have a look at that. And I've redrawn some of the lines on the ASX 200 chart. And there are things called flagpoles where the market races up and then it can consolidates in a in a pennant and then it races up again consolidates in a pennant and you're, you're supposed to see which way it breaks out of the pennant and chase it anyway we are in the middle of a pennant at the moment waiting to see which way the asx 200 breaks have a look at that chart and that's about that what a newsletter education as well as good stock advice now, finally, we had a question from someone saying, if you're sitting in cash, then not one of our investors, I have to say, but if you're sitting in cash, why do I have to pay fees for you to manage my money? You're inactive. Well, we're not inactive. We're extremely active. Inactive is where you hand your money to a large fund manager who runs billions and he puts it into the market in equal weight in every stock and does nothing. We have been out of the market at the top, in the market, out of the market again. We are extremely active. So you are paying your fees so that we watch the market every single moment for you and decide when to put your cash back in. So, uh, And also, if we were to say not get 
get paid fees when we were in cash, what would we do? We'd be fully invested and we'd be back to being one of those boring, do-nothing, inactive, bland, average fund managers. And that's not our gig. So apologies if we charge you fees whilst we sit on your cash. I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but it is the truth of the matter. That's about that. Uh, market up 63 as I uh, sign off. Having a good day today. Over 6,000 again. Let's see if that holds and we'll pick it up again tomorrow. Uh-huh.